Good evening. Peace to all the demigods and demigoddess. It's the Black Unicorn here. Welcome. Welcome on in the room. Come in, take a seat, close your eyes, get a glass of wine. This fixing to be a whole lot on your plate like it's a whole lot on mine. But I hope that talking through this, I can talk me off the ledge and somebody else too. My first episode was several months back and we talked a little bit about everlasting first impressions and how I really, really was struggling with the everlasting first impression. Fast forward a couple of months. Now we're beginning of November. I'm in a whole different space, right? This space is unknown. It's weird. It's uncomfortable. It's inconsistent. It's everything a Capricorn woman does not like to deal with. Everything. It has no structure. It has no balance. I believe it's the universe molding me to be a different me. Check this out. So, the last time I talked to you guys, my dad was really, really sick. Well, God bless his soul, he has passed on to glory. And right after that, my whole world shifted, right? So follow me. My mom, who was married to my dad for a lot of years, started like really becoming crazy. Like she started doing things that was really, really weird to me. And one of those things was becoming very distant. Becoming very standoffish. Um, becoming very paranoid. And it became concerning as time slowly rolled by. Becoming very unavailable. It started to concern me. Um, and so because of our very, very, very nasty history... Because we're at a place where we talk and we can laugh and joke. I don't reach out to her unless she reaches out to me. Because I don't want to strike a chord on the wrong day at the wrong time. And it become explosive. Because anything with her becomes explosive. Anything. Right? So she's very controlling. Very manipulative very hurtful, very unpurposeful. And at this stage in my life, I choose to clear my life of anything of confusion and jazz and mess. So I just deal with it on a very surface. How are you? Are you okay? Do you need anything? How's things going basis? And keep all my private information to myself, right? Um, I've never really felt supported by my mom. Like, never. I've always felt competed with or not so much cared for, but tolerated. 
that's always been a thing. I've learned to deal with it. I've learned to understand it through my spirituality. So I'm okay with it for as much as it's worth. I mean, I have to be. You know, one of the things that God is speaking to me about, but I still haven't gotten it yet and I'm listening hard, is why is it so hard for people to love me? Like, when girls say that and it's in a relationship with a guy, then it's like, okay, maybe you're just a bitch, right? Excuse the strong language, but you're going to hear some raw content tonight. So if you are offended by strong language, please exit the podcast. I thank you for coming. But I'm in my I'm in my feelings tonight. And again, this is a journal of my life. And so, yeah. Um, but back to 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 what I was saying. I am one of those people who can regularly check myself. And I can tell you my quirks. I can tell you my rights, my wrongs, and all those great things. And I can tell you all the things I'm working on to fix, to make that wrong list really short. I mean, that right list really long. It's an everyday thing. I work on it constantly. I constantly survey it and assess it. So I'm not oblivious to like the things that are wrong with me. I just don't think that they're that, that deep because I'm usually honest and true and loyal and all those things. I am a little forgetful and a little quirky. And so I always just say, ramp up your reminders and not just get so frustrated about my forgetfulness because it's just who I am. Um, I don't, I've never forgot my kid in the car. I'm not going to forget like major things, but I do tend to have so much on my plate that some small things can slip by. I'm also um, <laughs> approaching 39 and have had two major surgeries. So my ability to clear all that medication and stuff out my system, although I've tried, will never be 100%. We know that, right? I believe it's poison. We know it's poison, but in some circumstances, it's necessary. And mine, it was to prevent, prevent, um, I'm sorry, other medical conditions. So we went ahead, we had the surgeries. Um, I went through that by myself. And the first one, I had a partner. By the second surgery, I was going through it with my daughter, just me and my daughter. Um, I always feel like in every relationship, I'm like the stand up one. Right? Like I'm like the one who is always buying stuff, always paying for stuff, always coming up with ideas, um, always worried about how someone else is feeling, always worried about surprising them with things, always wanting them to be happy, to smile, to feel like they're the best at what they're doing, even if they're not. Um, because I think that's important to feel supported because I never really feel supported. So when you don't have something, you really, really identify the lack of, you know what it feels like, you know what it looks like, what it smells like. And so you, if you love someone, you try to prevent them from going through what you went through to be in that space. And so in my relationships, I automatically take on mom, banker, doctor, secretary, business manager, like I come full force with all my resources, papa on the table. I'm super resourceful. I've been a social worker forever. So resources is what I do. I'm collecting resources even when I don't want to. I got so many pictures in my phone of signs and flyers and advertisements from all around the place um, that I post on a regular basis for people to 
come and see what they can use and take what they can use from that and so that's the way I give back to my community I have a page that's really active and I'm on there every day posting jobs and um free food and free pampers and daycare and I open up my dms to people and basically have them that acted as their case manager um without any type of payment or promise to pay or employment or any of that just because I'm good at it. I've done it since I've been out of college. It's my lane. It's my language. So I just, I give what I can. I've always been that way. A lot of times I give what I can't just because I know it's convenient for you or it makes you happy. And because I'm like that, when people don't reciprocate that, it hurts my feelings to the fucking core. Let's get into that. Because let's be real. Unicorns, you cannot fucking make somebody love you. You just can't. You could suck, fuck, buy, polish, iron, cut. You can cook, baby. Baby. I'm the Jill of all trades. I can sew. I can design. I can dress a nigga fly as hell. I can work a zillion hours on zero sleep. I can pop right up and get right in motion out of bed. It, anything I need to do, it don't take me 15 minutes to get my life together. I can pop right up and be on it. I have so many qualities that I spend so much time perfecting. I can cook like somebody nanan. Like really, I mean, wash clothes, get out stains, repair shit. You name it, I'm doing it. Seal holes, um, build things. Everything in this house I've put together, like, moving things. I've literally moved the whole house. Like, just so many things I come up with to fill in for the lack of people. For for the lack of a better term. (laughs) You know, so my resourcefulness is valuable. And people see that immediately. Quick story one day. So I was minding my business. I was in Pet Boys minding all my own business. Like, not fucking with nobody. Took out my computer. Was doing my little thing. Some guy came in and he sat down next to me and sparked up a conversation. We was talking. Right off the bat, I could tell he was not interested in the female sex. He was a very nice looking guy. We were talking about work. We started really getting into like a business conversation. We got up and walked outside because we realized we had some spectators. So we got outside. We finished it. We came back. We're still kind of chatting, but now we're just talking. This other guy jumps in, starts talking to us. Day goes on. I get ready to leave when my car is ready. He runs outside. He follows me. He introduces himself. I put my hand out to shake his hand and he reaches in to hug me. Weird, but the vibe was okay. So I was okay with it. I'm very handsome, plus size fella. Um, asked for my number, told me he liked, you know, listening to me talk and he wanted to get to know me and he wanted to take me out and all these great things. Bam, gave him my number. I left. That was at like 10 a.m. He called me at three. He invited me out on a date that night. I called his bluff and I said, okay, although I typically wouldn't because I've changed the way I move a whole lot. 
because I done got God, baby. I've been God. So I do not move like I used to. So typically, I don't go out when first invited. But it was something about him I liked. And I hadn't been out in a long time on a date. And I had these cute shoes I wanted to wear. So I was like, you know what? It'll be cool to get all dressed up and all made up and go out. So I, I accepted. Baby. It was nice. It was very, he insisted on picking me up. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I was a little weird about giving this man my address. So I live on like a perpendicular street. There's like a main street. And then I live on like a side street off of the main street. So I gave him like the main street. So that I could just be like standing out there. So, you know, because I was just like, why? I have a car. I can come to you. And he's like, no, I want to pick you up. I insist. But so I was like, okay. <clears throat> so he came to my house. Somehow or another, he pulls right up on my street, although I did not give him my address. I thought that was kind of odd, but then later he explained that, like, that was the only place he could find to park. Makes sense. So I came out of my house, so I was already weirded that he knew where I lived, and I had just met him. That, like, weirded me out. Um, I got in the car, and he had, like, two quarts of water, I guess it was a quart, like the real tall ones, um, of life water. And I had a life water that day I was in the Pet Boys because I like that. So I was like, oh, he pays attention. That's cool. So they were like super cold. It was super hot out. Um, He has this little itty bitty car and he's this like really big fella. So it was kind of funny. But he was dressed real, real nice. And he smelled good. And his car was nice and clean. And he took me to this restaurant. And when we got there, there was like two dozen roses on the table, which I thought was really, 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 really nice. And so I was like, wow, right? So he orders, I was going to order a glass of wine. He winds up ordering a bottle of the glass that I, of the kind of wine that I was going to order. So now let me tell y'all something about y'all girl. So like she could smoke as probably a nigga under the table. But she can't drink to save her life, really, right? But it, then sometimes it depends. Because sometimes I can throw them back. And then all of a sudden, bam, I'm drunk. Other times, I'm like, what the hell? So it happened to be one of those what the hell nights. So I have a glass of wine. And I'm feeling loose. And he's getting super comfortable. Like, now we're sitting side by side. Because it started off with him sitting across from me. But then his cousin, who's in like some really prestigious school or something or another military academy, I don't know, someplace called FaceTimed and he wanted to introduce me. Thought it was odd, but went along with it. Plus I was drinking. I get a little loose when I drink. Not in the, I'm going to start taking off my clothes kind of loose. But I do become a little flirty. And I can be a little outrageous if I want to be. And so anyway, I had a, a glass of wine. And so this guy, go, and I'm drinking this glass of wine. And I'm talking to him and I'm meeting him online. And, you know, that was real brief. He got off the phone. So now he's sitting beside me. But he never got back up to go on the other side. So we're sitting there. And I'm not real hungry because, I don't know. I just, I, I'm not the kind of person that cares about eating around people. Like, that is the furthest thing I give a damn about. But I just wasn't really hungry. So I didn't really want to order anything. So I think I ordered a side salad maybe. I don't know. But he just like ordered an array of things. And we just kind of, I just kind of tasted a little bit of everything. Because we were in a Dominican restaurant. And I had never been to a Dominican restaurant. So we, I just ate a little bit of everything. And then he ordered dessert. Now mind you, I'm sipping the whole time. And he is refilling this glass. So I had to use the restroom. And when I got up to walk to the restroom... 
I noticed how tipsy I was. So I was like a little tipsy. So when I came back, I kind of was really ready to call it a night because I've been untouched for some time and I didn't want things to seem like what they weren't. And I was drinking. So I was kind of ready to go home. So we got a dessert. We shared it. It was cool. Um, we talked a lot. I, so far, so good. We went out. Um, when we left the restaurant, I kind of wanted to go home. He insisted we go walk and smoke, which I thought was cool because he had like all that together, and we hadn't even discussed that. So I don't know how he could tell because I definitely had on lipstick, and I definitely don't have real black lips. So I don't know, right? But yeah. So I. I don't know. We walked. I was drinking. We were talking. We were holding hands. I think he kissed me once. Things kind of spiraled a little bit, but not like out of control. Then he wanted to go somewhere else and walk. And I was like, oh, dude. So we went, we stayed out to like three in the morning, just like talking like that first date type talking. And I was like feeling him. He brought me home. He kissed me, walked me to the door. Boom. We hung like a lot after that. Like every day he was coming to visit me, taking me out, all of that. So it was like rolled out. It was kind of cool, right? And then all of a sudden, he just like, it was like a light switch went off. And I was like, but it was like six or six to eight weeks in. It was like we had been on like lots of dates. We had hung out like a lot. We had spent the night with each other a lot. Um, and it was just like instant. And, you know, Pull just I kind of thought like okay this is my one moment to get somebody to verbally tell me what is it about me like what is it about me that yeah what is it like what is it and you know like I said if it was boyfriends only then I would be like okay maybe I suck in the dating department but I've dated guys for years um, so I find it hard to believe that it's that, like, because then I would have had problems, like, all the time, right? The other thing is, then it wouldn't happen with, like, my mom, and it wouldn't happen with, like, friends, like, even with my friends, and, like, help me figure this out, and if you're going through this, or, you know, as I go through this journey and unraveling this, because I'm going to figure this out, Walk with me. Talk with me. Like, let's figure this shit out. Like, is it the moons? Is it the suns? Are we really astrologically programmed to connect with certain people? Like, I can't tell you how much I would give for certain people who, like, didn't even check on me after my dad passed away. Like, I could legit say I have one friend that constantly checks in with me to make sure I'm okay since my dad has died. Like, one friend. Like, one but I can't tell you how many funerals I've been to, how many people I reach. I, I just can't tell you how many things I just drop in the moment for other people, how much I'm willing to give. And it's like people just see it immediately and immediately start to take advantage of it. Like, I really, really feel like there is a small number of people who have not taken advantage of that part of me. Like, a small number of people. And then the weird part is they always try to come back after they've hurt me like crazy. And then it puts me in a fucking weird position. Like, I'm the victim is what they call it. Or I'm the non-forgiver. Or I'm the asshole. It's like, no. 
Name 15 things you fucking did for me or gave to me. Because I can name 15 fucking things I gave to you. Tell me how many thousands of dollars you spent on me. Because I probably could tell you how many thousands of dollars I've spent on you or your children. A constant giver. And I feel like people, even without knowing, because some of these people, like, I can't even believe that it would be, like, some of my female friends in their best interest to use me or manipulate me, but yet somebody breaks a fingernail online and they're there and they done sent them flowers and they done sent them a card and they done got them a gift card and they done took them out to eat. And, like, I be going through major fucking shit. Like, I got lupus. My ass be sick as shit in here sometimes. My bones be killing me. I'm not fearful of death. But, like, nigga, this shit be tearing me down. And I usually got to still reach out to people. You are, is everything okay? You need anything? What the fuck is that about? What is that about? What the fuck is that about? So anyway, in talking about this guy, I brought it up and I laid it out the way I did because I wanted you all to see it. Like it started out great. And he like just was avoiding me after like eight weeks, like hardcore, like one night he spent the night the next day. And I'm like, do I, my coochie stink? Like what's going on? And it was like, no, it's not none of that. I'm like, what the, what is up? Like we were vibing we going everywhere. We doing everything. We having all these great conversations. We texting all day long. Like, what is going on? And so at some point, you keep saying, I'm your friend. Be friendly and tell me your friend if something is wrong with me or happening with me that I need to work on. I need to fix. I need to adjust. That intimidates people. That hurts people. That What is it? And he said to me, well, first he beat around the bush for like days. Like it was like pulling teeth. Okay. Now he's one of these big, like teddy bear, naive type of, he been around, but he ain't really been around kind of person. Like I've been around. He like, you know, he been around, but he don't really know. Like you could say a lot of shit he don't know about. Right. So, excuse me. I'm trying not to blow my nose. Um, so yeah, he, he he's not one of those people that was somebody as assertive as myself probably would feel comfortable telling me something about me, although I'm gentle with him. And, you know, he always say, you treat me like a king and uh, because I'm attentive and I'm that, I am that kind of person, which why I don't, I never understand like what the hell is happening. So through some him not really wanting to ruin our friendship and like he he had taught me how to play chess and so we started playing chess and so he still kind of wanted to play chess with me and again wanted the fucking resourceful part of me to maintain that without the other part. And you know what he winds up telling me and I think God only sent him to my life for this lesson which is why he's not an attachment of mine. I liked him. I kind of miss hanging out with him. But I'm not looking to rekindle. He texted me the other day. I still haven't texted him back because I don't need to. I feel like I got the lesson. And I feel like that's what this whole thing is about. No matter what religion, what culture, what creed. When God sends you a lesson, if you get it, you'll never struggle in that area again. You'll never have to pray about discord or confusion or confliction in that area again. You got it. You know how to maneuver that territory. I've learned through my spiritual journey. 
to listen, to, to listen to the atmosphere. To not play by man's rules, but to play by God's rules. And so the one thing in the very last verbal conversation and text, because it continued on for days and days and days through text, because once he said it, he spent days trying to cover it up. But all I really wanted to do was for him to, all I really wanted for him to do was to just honestly tell me what was up with me. Even if he walked away, I just wanted to know because I wanted to operate better. I want to be the best me I could be. That's like the fucking goal. So what I did was I begged him like, please, I won't ask you no more. I won't ever talk about this. I won't even tell. I will lose your number. Tell me how you could not, you were so smitten, like loving me to death. And then you just disappeared. Now, let me tell you of a incident we had. The only incident we had during the time we were together or not together, but like dating. The incident we had was, I told you how he kind of rolled out the red carpet, so to speak, you know, for what it was worth when we, like the very first day we met. I noticed that a lot of men put on facades or put on a show for women who they think they can't get, who they think they can't deserve, who they, who they think they don't deserve, or who they feel like is above their caliber. They put on a show, they stand on their head, they convince themselves that they can be things they know they can't be. This world has told a motherfucker they could be what they want to be. And that's only but so far true. Some of these motherfuckers can't be shit. They, they ain't never seen what shit look like. But shit. That's all they, they ain't never been treated no other way but shitty. How could they treat you any other way? So I say that because he said to me. So let I, I really got to explain to you why. What the universe has told me about. What lesson I got out of that dating him for like eight weeks, right? So anyway, I need you to follow me with how it happened. So he rolled it out. So then right after that, I think two days went by, we went out again for drinks and like appetizers. And we did that probably like two or three times in a row. And then he started like planning these not so picnicky picnics. So I'm not really an outside person because I have a skin disorder. So, like, just hanging out outside ain't my thing. Like, if I'm outside, I'm protected. I know how long I'm going to be there. Like, I'm not just going to be outside, right? So, when he started, like, instead of inviting me to bars for drinks and appetizers, inviting me to national parks for walks and talks, that was fine. But, like, I'm not doing that on a regular basis. I'm not the outdoorsy type in that way. So, we did it a time or two. But then I'm like, okay, let's go. We could go to my house and chill. So, like, then we started chilling regularly at my house or whatever. And so then that became, to me, a red flag. But in a way that we need to have a conversation about where this is going. Because, not because I was trying to rush things. Because, to be honest with you, I don't think we could have been together. Because sexually, I wasn't pleased. Let's just say that. Um, but I was willing to deal with it because he was so decent in all the other areas, right? He was well-traveled, well-spoken, well-dressed, 
um, clean, honest. Um, communication was a thousand percent on point. We never had a problem with communication. Never, ever, 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 ever. So, like, everything else was cool. So, I was like, you know what? It ain't all about the sex. And I kept saying, Lord, if this man is the man I'm going to deal with, please don't let me ever think about wanting to do something because he can't fix some things, right? Let's leave it at that. But I was going, I was willing to oversee that, which I'm starting to feel like that's a no-no, ladies. If you fucking want a man with a big dick, then that's what you keep looking for till you find one. Don't overlook your wants because they're always going to bite you in the ass. What you want is what the fuck you want. Look for it here. Go to France. Go to Berlin. Go to Ireland. I don't know. Jamaica. Trinidad. There is somebody with what you want. It has to be. You're just not looking in the right place. And I'm saying that to me and to you. So, I realized that. After the whole park thing, then I invited them to my house and we started like hanging out at my house regularly. It started feeling like a relationship and that was not what I wanted. I did not want that at the moment. Not that I wasn't looking for a relationship because I know if some fellas is listening to this, they'll be like, well, goddamn, you was dating for a relationship. Like, what are you dating for then? Let's be clear. I am dating to get in a relationship, but we were only dating eight weeks. And so for it to feel like our relationship in eight weeks to me was a red flag. And it was like, I need to pump the brakes on this. So I needed to find out was all the hanging out and wanting to be explorative and wanting to travel and go to museums. Was that just all talk to get me to hang out with you and be around you? Or did something change? Because what you said and what you're doing, baby, it's not, not in that. So... He never really, really answered. So then one day, he, we talked and like, I saw him in the morning. We talked, he went to work and then he hit me with some bullshit ass excuse. But it was kind of like, this don't even sound like you. So, okay, whatever. So I knew he was dealing with something personal, but that was minor. He was like dramatic about it, but it was super minor. So I wasn't really like worried about that. But then like the next day came and I didn't see him and it was like another bullshit ass excuse. So then I'm like, all right, dude, what's up? What's up? What's up? So then it came out. He was like, you know, I'm kind of low on fuel and I got to wait till payday so that I can come and check you out. So I was then, you know, Bell, like, okay, there's a money problem. Which, his money ain't my money, but I ain't looking for no more broke niggas. I done had them all. I have with child, listen. 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 I done gave some of these niggas more than what their mama done gave them. Baby, listen. Okay. So, yeah. I'm not definitely not looking for no more of that. Okay. You got to have your own coins and some for me to spend too. That's the rule of thumb for this year's time because that's what I want. Period. And always want it. But kept back burnering it. And every time at the end of a relationship, I could kick myself and ask for all the thousands of dollars I done put out. So what I'm saying this time is ain't happening, Captain. I ain't got it. Broke. Dominic broke. Don't have no money. Don't worry about where I work. I work. That's all you have to know. I want nobody adding my coins up. Because if you like me, somebody can tell you their profession and you could guesstimate based on how old, how many years, what school, what trade. I ask a few questions. I can guesstimate with that salary coming in at. Baby, I'm cool. We won't need to talk about no finances in the beginning, but I do need to know that they're available up front. But he was doing that. And that's where I say people put out shit that's not true and it always come back to bite you in the ass. You doing all this, you could have did it on the first date and then just be like, you know, 
I want to get to know each other. Oh, let's go to libraries. Let's do this. Let's do. I would have been down because I was looking to build a friendship with somebody I could confide in. I was looking to build a friendship with somebody I could trust. But you took off doing something different, taking me out, kept inviting me out, texting me, texting me. Let's go here. Let's do this. Find a place. So then, me thinking that's what you like to do and that's your lane. I love going out to eat. That's my lane. So now that I'm taking pictures of places my mouth and sending them to you. Little did I know that it was applying pressure to you and your budget. And instead of you being honest and upfront and saying that, you kept price spending money you didn't have taking me here, there, and everywhere. So after a couple of weeks, you was like behind the eight ball. And so now you just start avoiding me. What kind of shit is that? Before I would have gave him the benefit of a doubt, like, oh, I love brothers. He's a nice brother, but you're trying to show me a nice time. No, now I'm like, he makes bad fucking decisions. He makes bad financial decisions. And I don't need no man like that. I don't want no man like that. I'm looking for somebody to take all this money I make and make it make money. I, I, don't, I don't need nobody like that. So change, ladies, lessons, I'm dropping them. They falling, catch them. Lessons, change. Nope. How will you work? How you get income? Don't worry about it. Then we can't go out. Don't worry about that either. I need to know. And I need to know it's consistent. I want no case. Many brothers. I had one of them. No, no, no. Nope. Nada. Not happening. Wish I knew it in other languages. Say that too. Stand on it firm. It's the boundary, sis. Put it there. Leave it there. Okay. So anyway, I then started to piece together because y'all know I'm a caseworker slash investigator. I investigate child abuse. So I got all the best of all the best worlds, right? And then I investigated crime for a long time um, per diem. So yeah, um, my brain works in real investigatory. So I start putting text on like a mental map and posting little notes up. Soon as I start picking these little gems up, my my problem before is when I posted them, I had a zillion of them bland red, orange, purple. They was calling God. They was calling everybody. And I wasn't fucking listening. I was sitting here with my little rose color gases on like he's so sexy. <laughs> Him smells so good. Dumb. Right? Meanwhile, he broke. He a user. He a abuser. He hate women. He ain't shit. Been there can write several books on that not going back fuck it never going back to that territory again it's an ugly place won't catch me there i left 50 pounds there though because every time i'm involved with some people i start losing weight notice that too the universe has taught me how to pray and listen pray and listen i'm still learning but i'm getting a grasp of it so here we go so then I start really realizing it's a money thing when he starts talking about he don't have enough fuel to come visit me. So then I say, oh, well, you always come here. And it's a nice little ride from where he was staying. It's a good 35 minutes. So I said, I'll come, I'll come and check you out. Long pause. Not that right back. Then it was, I'm not real proud of where I'm staying. Thank you for letting me know that eight weeks in universe. Let me put that up on the board. <laughs> Nigga is living foul somewhere. Okay. So how do we do this? We don't till you get paid. Do you want me to cash up you some money to get here? Nope. Thought it in my mind, didn't say it out of my mouth. One for the winning team, bitch. You're keeping that boundary steady. Keeping that boundary steady. Nope, because I done sent them an Uber. But nope, keeping that boundary steady. You ain't got it, neither do I. So then those days turned into like a week. We're talking, we're FaceTiming constantly, but yeah, we're can't got no money, this, 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 that. Okay, so... 
as time going on, I'm steady still through text pressing him to tell me like what is going on between us. Although I've already figured it was a financial thing. I didn't let him know I knew that. So I'm steady playing like I miss him. What's going on? I, you know, did I do something? And he keeps saying like, no, you're awesome. You're wonderful. You're one of the best women I've ever met. I felt like a king, you know, when I was around you, whenever I was with you, when I was at your house. But because I don't want to lay up like a couple because you're broke inside my house. Now you just want to back off. No, it's nothing wrong with hanging out, Netflix and then chilling. But we're not going to make this an everyday routine where you get off of work and report to my house for dinner and chilling and whatever else. Like, nope, I can't report to your house and you do the dishes and cook the food. Like, I don't have a problem with it. But now I know when to pull that card. And it's going to be way sooner than later because I've wasted a lot of good years in my life with a lot of no good ass people who could give two shits about your girl. Okay? Who could care the fuck less whether I had or didn't, who whether I ate or didn't, whether my kid ate or didn't. So, and these are people I fed them, they folks, they like, baby, listen. So, today, those boundaries stay in place. And I need you sisters to promise me that those boundaries in your life stay the fuck in place. Okay? Your coins are for you. You only, if you got children, your children too. That's it. Then if he doing all kind of buying babies, spoil that man. Treat that man right. You don't treat no good man wrong. I had a few good men I treated wrong. You don't do that. That shit come back to, and when you get the one that come to bring your karma, baby, he gonna bring it. Bring it, okay? So, then I started like, okay, now you should have got paid. It done been over a week. He get paid every week. So then I started questioning, like, where do you live? I rent a room in a room house. Oh, God. You're six years my junior. You're not that old. You have one child who's not even on child support for. Why are you living in a rooming house? Uh, let me put that on the board. Bitch, the board already got three tax on it. It's time to exit stage left. You don't need to know no more. But, you know, I'm a little inquisitive. So, I just kept on. So, you know, I, every day I'm texting him, is everything okay? How you feeling? You sure? I want to be there for you. What's going on? I was in my mood one night. And I remember this night. But this night cut this nigga so deep. He cut your girl off. But I'm glad. I'm so grateful for that night. Because I was getting ready to pick up another fucking lazy ass Debbie. Who masquerades around acting like he's busy doing a lot of busy. Okay? So, one night, we was in the house. And I was like, what are we going to eat? Because, like I said, that boundary was there. I never bent it. I still kind of felt like I crossed it a little bit, but I'm comfortable with that because it was such a hard bit. It was such a hard boundary for me to put in place over all these years through it for a nigga. Baby, I'm glad it's there. Even if it's shifting wiggle, it's there. It ain't leaving. So one night we was at my house and he was like, you know, what we going to eat? What we going to eat? So I was like, let's get wings and salad. So I went to the market to get the wings and salad. And I had, at the time I had an EBC card. So I said, well, I'll, when we got, I said, I'll, I'm paying. And he said his response was since when, but I seen he was skimping on what we was getting. And he's not a skimper. He liked to eat. He a big nigga. He throw all kind of shit in the cart, but he was real skimpy. Like, no, we'll get this. We won't get that. Let's get this one. No, that was super good. And he don't do that. So I was like, okay, it's definitely a money issue. Right? So 
moving right along. Um, that after that night, that was the last time he was at my house. I cooked that dinner. We ate. I noticed he overate, although he keep, he goes to the gym a lot, but overeats. It's the weirdest thing, but then complains about his weight. So he's got issues. Like all the rest of them, I fucking pick up. It's just that this time I was super aware. I was braced. I was ready. I was like suited and booted. And so I was like, tech, 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 three or more. I'm done. Like it's, I'm not interested. And you already came with a major one. So like four, baby. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop pressing it. You don't want to be around me? I look, I'll stay kissing somebody else to fuck with me. I ain't doing that no more. That's another boundary I'm putting in place. It, I'm not kissing your ass to fuck with me. Period. I don't I don't want to know. If you can't tell me what's wrong with you, we too old for me to have to pry it out of you. Tell somebody else then. God loves you. Good night. Right? So then he finally, through like me just getting frustrated and like, all right, you know what? I'm done with this. Came out and said, like, you know, my finances are funny, which, duh. Um, but I think he thought I still didn't know, okay? And I don't want to take, his exact words was, I don't want to take advantage of what you have going on there. You have a nice place for yourself. You're independent. You're doing your own thing. And I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to take advantage of what you have going on. So I'm going to, like, you know, basically fall back. So at the moment I translated that as that's bullshit. That's you're still beating around the bush, but at least I pulled that much out. But I remember one night we was it was a Saturday. He stayed with me. He spent the night. Sunday all day he just lay here, just watching TV all day. I'm like, let's go for a walk. Let's go get some fresh air. Let's go to the store. Let's go buy some food. Just no just want to lay in a bed eat Doritos just like watch laying on the couch moving from one place to another not no falling asleep smoking drinking not no falling asleep that ain't my fun that ain't my getting to know you I've only known you two months like I still like so I was just like really getting bored with it quickly and it was really starting to disgust me because I was felt like I was held hostage because if I ain't being like entertained or in a peaceful place I like to be out making money so I was just like held hostage because I had company but my company was like fucking taking naps and like watching tv and not and he's quiet he doesn't talk like me he doesn't talk a lot that's another thing so I don't talk a lot to people that don't talk a lot because it's like you talking to yourself so we don't talk. So we was in here for like hours, just like quiet. I'm on my phone. I'm doing shit on my computer. He watching TV. So I'm like, okay, okie dokie. This isn't going to work for me. So when he said that, I, that, like he didn't want to take advantage, that was odd, right? But then I realized that night I got upset with him because it was seven o'clock. I was tired of sitting, like just sitting around. We don't watch all this different stuff on TV. I'm not really a TV person. So I'm like, dude, like what's next? And I wasn't like in love with him because I didn't really know him like that. So it was like, <sighs> you know, and so I'm trying to start a conversation. Like, look, I ain't going, I'm over it that fast. So that night he left, I never saw him again. I still, that, that was months ago. That was like early summer. I still hadn't seen him. Um, but I did get from that night, I said, well, let's look. I'm going to look for a job then. So I pulled out my computer and I was looking on different job websites because I was like in between jobs. And I said to him, let's see if we can find something different for you. Like clearly you need more financial assistance. If you're living in a room and you don't have a lot of response, you telling me your car's paid off because you're always bragging about that. You don't have any really responsibilities. I don't know what your outside responsibilities is because nobody tells you your personal business. But I'm going to base it off of what your line is 
had said. You don't have nothing really. When you met me in that first dinner date when you were spending all this money. So my thing is, so clearly you do have some issues. Whether you're a gambler, you like to go to strip clubs, you buy drugs. I don't know what you do. But you do something that prevents you from having $10 to put in your tank to come visit with me. So, and you having money issues for the last couple of weeks. I don't know if you loan somebody, somebody, I don't know what, but you're being dishonest and that goes on the board and that's a no, no dude. So what I can say is I got the message like, all right, God, you came to teach me a lesson. Don't move too fast. Not only that, this is it appropriately how you identify these red flags. This is where you put them. This is how you respond. This is how you put your boundaries in place. Here's a test. And I think I passed because I could have smoothed it over and probably wooed them back, but I looked at it like for I was honest. I don't want nobody who don't know how to control money. I don't want nobody who has an obsessive spending habit. You're telling me you you're making now more than what you were making at SEPTA. SEPTA pays decent, which means you're making decent money. You don't pay child support, you say, because you get your son all the time and buy more kind of stuff. So you don't pay child support. You don't buy name brand stuff like that. You look nice. You're very handsome. You look very handsome. You put your outfits together well. But you buying that shit from Marshalls and Target's. You're not Macy's, maybe. You're not going to, you know, Gucci or nothing. So why don't you have $10 to buy gas again? Yeah. I'm all right on that. I don't want nobody who don't got $10 to come see me. Sorry, because I could have sent I was going to pay an Uber. That was going to be $35. Nope, I'm glad I didn't because normally I would have. I'm grateful that I'm learning. Ladies, learn with me. All I kept thinking about is I'm valuable. I'm more than that. If you don't... So what I said to him was that night when I said something about doing the resumes, he didn't want to do it. He was just like, uh, like him and the hunter, and I was showing him all this stuff and he wasn't really paying attention. So I'm like, fuck it. I filled out my applications and kept moving. So the next day when he said like that bullshit text he was sending every day after work for some reason, like after the two weeks, like nigga, I get that it's a bluff. Like you won't keep sending it. So he kept sending, he sent me something one that next day after work, like I'm super tired. I'm gonna hit the gym and then I'm gonna hit the sack early. And I text him back like, bro, cut the shit. You're avoiding me because you have no fucking money to come and visit with me. And instead of aimlessly waiting for me to get off of work in your car in front of my house or doing shit to waste time to hang out with me like you've been doing the last eight weeks, you should have been looking for a better job or another job or a part-time job because clearly you ha- you're having financial issues. But instead, you waste all this time sitting outside my job for two hours. Why? You could have been driving Uber. You could have been doing Uber Eats. Like, these niggas have zero hustle. And, I- and I'm starting to understand what it is about me. You can't be no dumb bullshit around me. You can only lie about so much because I know about a lot of stuff. Now, some people might look at me as a know-it-all. Well, in my generation, so be it. To me... That's a compliment. You know why? Because I'm an investigator by trade. Guys, listen. Let's be real. Think about it. Any case was ever handed to me, I had to do a full and thorough investigation on what I was investigating. If you hear it, you hear it. That's all I can say. So basically, for instance, I used to work at the school district. I was an investigator for them. They have all different departments, utilities, um, ha- um, housekeeping, um, hospitality, management, procurement. They have so many departments. With every investigation I got that involved one of those departments, before I could even open the case record and start note number one for that investigation, I would have to learn the department. I have to know what the standards are to know if someone is living up to them or not. So 
because of it, I'm knowledgeable about a lot of things. Shit I don't even care to be knowledgeable about. Like, for instance, we had a housekeeping guy that was stealing linoleum tiles. I know a lot about tiles and tile floors and how they're cleaned and how they're transported and where they come from and how much they cost and how many you need for a resident versus a school building. Why? Because I had to learn all of those things before I could give this man a fair chance and looking at his case and seeing if he had done something wrong or not. So, yes, I do know a lot, a lot more than a lot of other people. There's also a lot of people in this world that know a lot more than me. I strive to be those people. That's one of my goals. That's not everybody's goal. Everybody don't have a goal to be smart. Everybody don't have a goal to want to know everything. I do. And, and I use that and I feel like that is one of the gems about me. That's what makes me a black unicorn. I'm resourceful. I'm the jill of all trades. I'm not going to dumb that down for nobody. So that night when I said that to him and I pointed out his flaws and I said to him, you're lazy. You don't like to move. That's why you're so big because you complain about your weight, but you closet eat and you don't like to move. We walk, you walk like a snail. You walk up a block and ready to catch your Uber. You eat like a pig everywhere we go. So I don't want to hear about your weight unless you're working on it. I'm not going to excuse your finances unless I see you doing something to get do better. But every time I call you, you're buying food. Every time. I don't want nobody who's confused about their life like that. You damn near 40 talk about you don't know what you want to be. Soon it's time to fucking retire. You ain't even got nothing in the work yet because you keep hopping around because you don't know what you want to be. So you go to college and you drop out. You got debt. You got this. Damn, I'm good. I'm so good. So I wasn't a butthurt, but it did help me understand a little bit, um, a little bit of two things. One is how to look for the lessons the Lord is sending me when I'm praying for certain answers. It's helping me become more in tune with my spirituality. It's helping me listen to my body, listen to my gut, actually listen to it with no confusion. Um, it's also making me a strong person. It's making me a stand-up person. It's making me call people out on their bullshit. But people fear that. That day I called him lazy and I pointed out that I see how much time he wastes doing nothing, but he should be looking for a better job. That day that I said to him, it's no way you're complaining about your weight when you eat like a pig. Nobody likes to hear about themselves. Everybody can tell you about you, but nobody likes to hear about them. And so the minute I started setting goals and setting things to strive for, and I started asking questions, and I started seeing what was asking what was in it for me, poof, be fucking gone. Okay, I didn't ask you to spend no money on me. I didn't ask you to take me to those places. You chose to do those things. Every one of them times we went out, you invited me. I cooked for you in my house. I bought that food. We probably spent about the same amount of money on each other. Let's be real. Because I've cooked for you a lot more times than you've taken me out. And you always rant and rave about how you feel like such a king. And you were a gentleman. You are so freaking sweet. I understood that there was a lesson in that for me. And I feel like I got it. Everything that glitter ain't gold. Every family that looks at the Cosby's don't function like one. Every well-dressed, binge-driving parent ain't sane and don't make rational decisions. It's a facade. This world make us believe certain things make you a certain person. It's not what it is. Thank you guys for listening to me, Vent. This is the end of part one 
of tonight. I'm in my feelings is what we're going to call it because I am so in my feelings and I'm not done. If you're interested in part two, it is right below. So click on it. Have a good night. Be safe. And remember, do it. Do it well. Do it on purpose. Have a good day. Have a good night. And if you can't, like Miss Tab say, don't go fucking up nobody else's. Be blessed. The Black Unicorn is out. Welcome back, Black Unicorn fans. This is the Black Unicorn here. Life is a mess as fucking always, but I got y'all to come check me out. Vent. Get this life journal popping so when I'm 75, I could play these episodes back and see how crazy my sex life, my dating life, and my mommy life has been. So, thanks for joining me. I am the host. My name is The Black Unicorn. I call myself The Black Unicorn because I'm something different and something dope. Um, This wave is a big one. Ride it at your own risk, right? So, I'm here today. I told y'all before, I, I usually podcast while I'm in my car having a commute from a long work site. So at the current time, I am a per diem provide, resource provider. I work for myself, which wasn't the best fucking idea. All this entrepreneur shit, 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 whatever. Yeah, one of the best ideas. But I'm riding this wave. I'm broken. I'm, And yeah, I just commuted an hour to do three evaluations and my iPad was dying. The place only allowed me to do one and then they asked me if it would be okay if I could return tomorrow because they were running behind schedule, which sucks. Um, The benefit is, ah, there is no benefit. I'll come back tomorrow, right? So... I have time. I'm on my way home. I'm in a fucking weird place. I need to just dump, dump, dump. So, y'all know I'm single. But I got this husband that is my ex. Six years in. We've officially been separated for three. But, and we've never been married. But I like to think he, I call him my husband. Because this feels very much like an ex-husband. And we operate very much like a couple that was married and like like we have children or something. Be- and I say this because of this. Okay, he moved out. God knows where he lives now. Um, we go through these periods where... So he, so he still has a key. However, about a year in, um, after we broke up... I decided I wanted to test the water because after a year, he changed none. Like, he is a very egotistic, self-centered type of person, right? And I knew that from day one, sort of. Um, he's an entertainer. Like, you know, everything about his sign, everything about his astrology, everything about... I've never seen his birth chart, but I'm, I'm going to assume that everything in his birth chart says, run, bitch, run. Um, Gemini man, okay? Crazy as hell. And there's something in my fucking soul, excuse, I I say it all the time, if you don't like strong language, please exit the podcast, because I cuss. Um, But something about him that just, I don't know, I always want his fucking validation. I always want his love. I always want something from him 
that I know I ain't gonna get. It's been six years. I can count on one hand how many times he's kissed me. I probably can count on one hand, maybe two. I'm stretching it with the one. I'm going to say two hands. How many times we had sex, sexual intercourse? And I'm still stretching it. Probably, if I had to guess over a six-year period, I'm going to say maybe 30 times. I, 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 I'm going to say maybe 30 times. Yeah. So... I can't get him to understand that you can't get with somebody and have a nice package and lay next to them every night and don't touch them and keep telling them there's nothing wrong. This is just, I'm cool. Like you can't do that, especially not with me. You can't do that because I'm not going to cheat. Like I'm loyal to you. I'm loyal to him and especially on him because because of his, the way he reacts to things. I would never put another human being in danger. And that would be putting them in danger, I believe. Right? So I would never do that. So you just make my life miserable. You just live with me, sleep with me. Don't touch me. But I got to touch you every night. And sometimes in the morning. But you, you, you get to lay back and be the king. And don't touch me. And that's okay. And I'm supposed to feel love, wanted, yeah, all that. Get the fuck out of here. And then every time I make a, every time I say something about it, now let's, let's be real. In the beginning, it started off tiptoeing around it. Like I didn't, you know, jump up and down. But then once we were in, in, I'm like, what the fuck is up? Excuse, sit here, excuse after excuse after excuse, right? So first there was, I'm tired. One working in a fucking pie factory. Then it was, um, Oh, gosh. Let me think of some of the... Oh, you don't know what I was going to do. I was getting ready to. That's the infamous one. I was getting ready to. Because, you know, none of us can see into the fucking future. So, I wouldn't know what you would be getting ready to do. But, since I said something about it now, I fucking blew it. If this ain't the paradigm of domestic... um, uh, What do you call it? Mental domestic abuse? Nigga. And because I'm in the field and I'm super smart... I, 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 I follow it. I know it. I see it. it. It's not new to me. You know, and so it's always I was going to. I never said we wasn't going to. That's you. You always making it, you know, so it's like now I'm being punished. So now I'm supposed to blame myself for bringing it up. I'm supposed to blame, blame myself for asking you. No, it's probably because you're an alcoholic. And it's probably because, I, I, you know, I don't know. It's probably because you drink a lot and you smoke a lot of weed. I have no idea. Um, because it can get hard for other things. You just aren't interested in having intercourse. And I don't believe that. I don't, it, it, because only one or two things can be wrong with that. Either you're gay and you want to have intercourse with a man, which is your business, or you want to have intercourse with someone else because you're not attracted to me, which is your business. Either way, I just want you to share your business with me because you're laying in my bed. Okay? So that was like one of our main issues. And he won't acknowledge that. Why? Because it's about him. Anything you say about him, but he ain't acknowledging it. He going. So what he does to me is immediately start yelling, screaming, cussing, and name calling. Like, and it throws off me the points that I'm making because he knows how I am. He knows I'm going to combat what he's saying. So then it, it throws me into that. Then he blames me for arguing, doing the same shit. He not taking it. It's so fucking 
frustrating. It's so fucking old. It's so fucking immature and disgusting. And you know what the more disgusting part about it is? Everybody around him acknowledges it, but everybody's scared to fucking say something to him. And it's even more fucked up that the people that have come to me, I can simply tell him three or four people off the back that came to me. I can tell him the date, the event, and probably the fucking time if I wanted to. And yeah, but... Then he's going to go harass those people. And then he's going to make it like I'm trying to turn people against him. And so it's not even worth it. It's like, okay, whatever. But I remember, and this is God on my daughter, baby, the honest to God truth. The very first family function I went to, I met his mother's best friend. And she hugged me and she said, oh, I'm praying for y'all. What? And I'm looking like, bitch, what happened with us? You know, I don't know you. I just met him sort of kind of. And things are rolling well. The fuck would you say that? Bitch, did I know? That was the universe saying, you always asking for a warning, here it go, and you ain't even take heed. I just thought maybe she was a Christian lady that prays for everybody. Nope, she was dead on. She was dead on. She lived next door to these people. She was dead the fuck on. And she pro- and she gave me a look, and I'm not going to lie and say like she was trying, you know, because I, I don't know. But when she said it, and I, you know, I looked at her because it took me off guard because I was like, What? Because she said what she said. And I'm looking at her like, oh, thank you. But I'm wondering, like, why would I need prayer? Do you know something about me? I don't know. Yep, she did. She absolutely did. And so one of the things I want to tell you young ladies is take heed. If you go around someone's family and anybody says anything to you that throws up a flag, put that fucking flag in your back pocket and take it out when you get home in the shower and survey that bitch. Read it up, down, backwards, forwards. Pray on it. Ask God, what is it that this flag is trying to tell me? Because they don't just come. The universe puts them in place for a fucking reason. And when that woman who is good and sane with a good sane job said to me, I'm praying for y'all. I should have then said, okay, she knows these people for a very long time. I just met these people. She knows that there's fucking something to pray for. I just don't know what it is. That's what I should have said, but that's not how I looked at it. I looked at it like, okay, thank you. Okay. And I kept it moving, right? So first thing, look for them flags, ladies. So what I've done in my brain is I have a little cork board, a little cork board that whenever I meet someone now and I walk over to. And there's three pins on there, like three big cartoony looking pins. And those are the flags. If we get to number three, it's a block. Number one, I'm already like, mm. But I heed that board down. It has never guided me wrong. It has never. So moving right along, we, we broke up. But for some reason, he knows I'm his good thing. Let's be honest. He knows that. And you know how we know he knows that? Because it's been six years. He cusses me out. He spit on me. He's hit me. He's done all kinds of shit that is disgusting. But he won't fucking leave me alone. And, and when he does, if he even thinks, I guess, I'm, that I'm going too long, here he come back. This is the gig, ladies. And I'm going to tell you exactly what happened here. I probably was like one of the first adult relationships he brought around his family. Um, and when I say this, I don't, I'm not going to say I'm the first, but I probably was like the first solid, like he was about to come live with me or he might've even been living with me when we, I think he, we were, he was already living with me, I believe when we went, which was Thanksgiving was our first family function, right? Was it? No, I'm lying. 
the first Thanksgiving and Christmas we did we had just met, so we didn't do them together. He stayed with me Christmas and went home. It was the second year, so we were a year in. We were like, because I met him in November, so we were like very much a year in at that first family function when that woman said that. So in that first year, not a lot had took place. Like we were still like cool, everything was cool. That devil was still deep down in his soul. It would rear here and there, but he didn't know how far, far he could push me. And he's an opportunist. He chases opportunities because he wants to win so bad, but he doesn't want to work hard. And when I say work, he thinks in his mind he works hard. But when I say work hard, he wasn't. He doesn't want to create his own opportunity. He doesn't want to put in the work you have to, to put in to create your own opportunity. So yes, he's somewhat in the music, the local music scene. He's someone on the. He's somewhat on the radio podcast scene, but. It's always an opportunity handed to by someone, and then he gets in, bullies it, takes over, shows his ass, and usually gets his way. Cause peep, cause he's nice, and, and he knows when to switch it on and off, and he knows who to do it to. And he knows he's a master manipulator. And if you ain't never see, I'm an investigator, so like I, that's what I do, and I've been solidly trained and all. But if you haven't been, this nigga will spin your fucking head. Cause it took a minute for me to like, all right, get out your feelings, bitch. You playing chess with this motherfucker. He ain't, this ain't love. This is like chess. So I'm going to tell you where everything went wrong. And I know this for a fact. I know it. Everything was gung-ho. I was all dug in family, you know, functions, me and mom on the phone, recipe swapping, things, you know, Nana, oh, oh, I love Nana's, and his is the best. He got the best Nana. That was my baby baby, still is, but I'm not really allowed to see her, but let's believe if I wanted to, I would, okay? Um, I just feel like it's the best thing for her, because she's too old, too fragile, and too sweet for the foolishness, so I just let it go, but... I used to see her every Sunday. Things were great. And then one day, I think I pushed him too far. And it was because I didn't know the magnitude of his anger. and how I, I didn't know he was capable of being so angry over something so small. Because I just don't get mad like that over shit. I'm just not that kind of person. It ain't nothing we can't talk through, get through, and move on. But some people gotta get revenge. And it's just like a whole mess. And so... The first time we had like a huge dispute, we got into a, a rumble. He hit me. I was shocked to no mother effing avail the first time. And it wasn't a punch or a slap. He just pulled my ponytail. But I have a very long ponytail. And he pulled it so hard, my neck snapped back and I fell on the floor and I couldn't get up. Like my nerves froze for a minute. And then I think he got scared because then I seen that he helped me up and then he kept on fussing and cussing and whatever. We got past that night. Ladies, number two. Number one was them red flags. Number two, that is the night that relationship should have ended. When he in my house that I paid the rent for, that I had six, seven years before I met him, and I still have, um, that I've been paying the rent for all that long by myself, um, I should have then said, I like you, but I like me more. And you just put your hands on me. And if you did it once, you'll do it again. Pack your shit, leave, and don't ever call me again. That's what should have happened. Ladies, that's not what happened. What happened was, he cussed and fussed, but then once I, I felt pain, he calmed down. He helped me get up. I don't honestly remember all the routine after I got up. I don't want to say he apologized and I, because I don't know. I don't remember. My memory sucks. I don't remember. But what I can tell you is he stayed 
I didn't get as mad as I should have. I didn't take it as serious as I should have and it escalated, right? So I don't know how far between this, from the first incident and the second incident. I don't remember how long it was. I don't, I don't remember. I believe it was, I don't, I, I don't know. So I don't want to, I don't want to throw nothing out there. But after that first incident, time went on. I started seeing him push the envelope like, oh, she didn't really react when I did that. So then the next time he threw a cup at me and I ducked and it put a hole in the wall. Like there's a chunk out of my wall from where this glass cup and all the water and the contents of the cup landed on me because it was water. So all the water landed on me because anytime he gets angry, he just wants to do something to me. But it's usually angry over the dumbest, littlest, stupidest shit ever. Mind you, I was taking care of you because you didn't work. You didn't get a job till you left my house. The whole time you lived with me, you didn't work. You sold weed temporarily and that money didn't go to me. It went to funding your own habits and doing your own thing. Um, and the whole time I knew you, you paid one bill in my house, one cable bill. And that was because I was fed up. I was broke. And I told y'all the cable was getting cut off because I couldn't afford it. And you went out and bought the money back to me and paid it. And then God knows I heard about that forever. Um, but yeah, so that, that second incident, again, ladies, I should have then said red flag number two. I didn't take that on the red flag board. I should have, but I didn't because I don't even, it wasn't even love, because you know that ain't love. I don't know what it is. I don't want to call it a sense of security, because I was taking care of everything and stressed out, and I was just getting over surgeries, and my money was funny, so I don't even know if, I don't know what you call it, which is I probably why it's still a connection, because I don't know what it is. I don't know what makes that kind of stuff roll off my back with him. But I don't let him hit me without hitting him back, right? So the first time he just pulled my ponytail, I didn't touch him, I don't think. Um, I, I almost remember that I don't think I touched him. Or maybe I did. I think I did hit him back the first time. And we kind of tussled on the bed. And then he stormed out. And I think that was it. Um, the second incident with the cup, I don't think no hands were thrown. Okay, so this is where I tell you this whole relationship got flushed down the toilet. The third time he got mad, God knows for whatever, he got mad and um, he smacked me. So I was talking to him and I was standing in front of him and I was using my hands and he popped my hands like you would pop a kid. So he's never like punched me in my eye and gave me a black eye and knocked out. Like, I don't want to minimize domestic violence because bitch, it is what it is. A hit is a hit, a push is a push, a slap is a slap. But I don't want people to paint the picture like he was domestic in a way like I was scared to go home or I never knew when he was going to come home drunk and beating people. It wasn't no shit like that. It was like that first time we was arguing, he put my ponytail, boom. The second time he threw that fucking glass. And the third time is when the shit hit the fan because he smacked my hands. And then something in my head went off like, oh, you was a fighting motherfucker. Like, I don't know if the first time I just took it like, oh, he put my ponytail. The second time was, oh, he didn't hit you. Just do something. But that third time, bitch, when he fucking... Reached out and smacked my fucking hands hard and shit like a toddler. Bitch, I went off. I, I sucked. I just went off. I don't know. My hands start flying. We both have very long hair. I'm pulling hair. Locks is on the floor. I don't know if they're mine. I don't, if they're, I don't know if they're his. He's on one side of the bed. I'm on the other side. Shirts are torn. Drawers are torn. The house is torn up. He called his mama. Instead of him keeping his fucking hands to himself, right? Or instead of him... Um, taking a walk, 
for instead of him calling somebody like, no i wouldn't let you take the keys because it was my truck that i paid for i don't know why he can't see that when i bought two trucks in one day because he convinced me to do that cash money one was mine quote unquote one was his quote unquote the one that we picked out for me his choice died like the fucking next day after we bought it it was like a fucking joke what the fuck i'm not supposed to vehicle and i just spent money that so whatever he caught his mama's and to talk to ask his mom to talk to me when his mom was on the phone i kept hollering to her your son hit me and i hit him the fuck back period I somehow we got out the room he's talking to his mom he keeps telling me stop yelling I'm talking to my mother stop yelling like you know his mom is the queen of all shit when I'm looking at it like this is the bitch that raised you so I had a lot of respect for her I had a lot of honor for her but that's why you have to be careful you have to be careful so she somehow decides, I don't know if he asked her to come and get him or if she volunteered or thought it was best for him. But sometime later, this lady shows up at my house. We're still arguing, being petty, being immature, following each other around the house, talking shit, you know, standing in the, in the doorway, just dumb shit that we had no business doing. Um, both, both of us, not just me, not just him, the both of us being immature fucking idiots, which is why you shouldn't be playing house. Um... We're doing this till she gets there because she lives quite a bit, you know, a nice amount, not far, probably 30 minutes from me. So when she gets there, his mom and dad show up. They, the both of them together cannot control him when he's mad, right? So they come and he don't, he don't want to get in the car. Why, 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 son? You called them. Why don't you want to get in the car? Why? Why don't you want to get in the car? So now I literally see the devil in his face. Now I didn't put, well, I guess I did. When his mother was walking out, he was like cussing and fussing or whatever. And I was like following him. And I was trying to like go behind him because I was telling him, give me my key. If you're moving out and your mom is here and you're taking all your stuff, give me my key. I don't want you to have a key to the place where I live at. So, no, I'm not giving you nothing. I'm not giving you shit. I'm not giving you nothing. That's out of pocket. Your mom need your dad did. And this is what you're saying. Just give me my key. They came. It's, it's late. It was like 2 a.m. They came to get you. Give me my shit so you can go with your folks. I'm going to tell you, that's the very moment... He started to hate me. He started to fucking hate me, and I'm going to tell you why. All this, him, him being ang having anger, quote-unquote anger management issues, was always, like, his thing. That was his thing with his mom. That's his bargaining tool. Oh, he's going to give him what he wants. He's going to get mad. Oh, let him just have the last word. He's going to get mad. Oh, 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 he's going to get mad. So, in that moment... Now, you know, he's always been put on a pedestal. He's the only boy. He's been spoiled to death. You know, um, he's their king. And um, I just spoiled all that by letting them know that he hits women and he's domestic. I let them see how you tore up my house and threw my shit on the floor and threw things over because I was asking you to leave. So now, although they probably know your little yaya, because I've seen you got, get yaya on them disrespectfully in front of a crowd, which I, another ladies, here we go. What we on red flag number like 20? Uh, red flag. 
maybe a month in, he comes to my house, you know, we're still cool, we're still like in lust, so to speak, but yeah, baby, coming in my house, and I hear him talking to his mother, nasty as hell, and I'm like, who you talking to, he's like, oh, my mom, she, she all in something, she got no business in, and, and, and moved on, and it, the flag went up, I just choose not to acknowledge it, we all know, if you ain't treating that woman that gave you birth right, baby, but... I chose to ignore it. Please excuse me, y'all. I have a little cold. Um, I just started a new contract in daycare centers. God bless me. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I have a little cold. Um, so, uh, anyway, that's where the shit show started. When I brought attention to the fact that not only are you angry and you're mean, you hit women and you tear up their shit. The other thing that made him hate me from that day forward, because I know it, is when he was leaving, his mom grabbed my wrist for me to stop following him. Because she's been dealing with him in this shit for many years, and so she knows how to manage it. So she grabbed my arm for me to just like stop, you know, stop, to let him just go so he could stop. And so she kind of, you know, not forcefully or nothing. She was just like, hold on, mom. She was, actually, she was rubbing my wrist, like trying to calm me down. She was talking really gentle. She was being really nice. And I didn't look at this as disrespectful. I'm still not, I'm still not sure how I feel about it because I've went over this, this incident so many times. I looked her in her eyes. She's about my height, maybe a little bit taller. And I said to her, if you really want to help your son, you would get him some help. He's an alcoholic. He wakes up drinking. He goes to bed drinking. He drinks all day. He's angry when he can't drink and he doesn't see that alcohol impacts his behavior. And she said, okay. Little did I know she was very offended by that, but she didn't act like it and she didn't say it, right? See, I'm not that kind of woman. If I'm offended by something you said to me, I'm letting you know. She didn't. And so I didn't know she was offended by it. I actually, with the respect and honor I have for her, I thought she was going to take heed to what I was saying. Like, I live with him. I see, you know, I, I get to observe his behavior, but for some reason... She got offended by that. Now, I, I, I'm i saying that based on what happened after all of this. She never told me she was offended, but she hated me from that day forward. So, you you do the math, boo. Right? She never... She Oh, goodness. She never said to me that she didn't think he had a problem or she did. She just said, okay. But... I offended her. Now, let's let's switch on my social work cap. Let's talk about that. You know why that offended her? Because anytime you say something to a mother about their child, that's their reflection. Your children are your reflection. When I see my daughter, I say peace reflection because she's a reflection of me. I raised her. I taught her how to wipe her behind. I taught her how to wash her behind. I taught her how to eat food. So if she's lacking in something, other people look at it like, who raised you? That's my favorite line when somebody's doing something whack. Who raised you? That's my favorite line to myself when I catch myself doing something whack. Like, damn, who raised you? Your mom would not be proud of that. So that's my line of thinking because I spent a many a year investigating child welfare. That's my line of thinking. Who raised you? They either accepted it, tolerated it, or didn't get you help for it. But this is unacceptable. So moms, parents don't like when you come at their parenting skills and that's at any age my grandma still have problems accepting the fact that my mom has problems because some of the things she did 
People just don't like to accept it. I pray to God every day that I'm not that kind of parent because you can't be the best that you want to be if you can't accept that you ain't perfect. How many things do moms juggle? Yes, we all drop the ball in different areas. We all do shit to our kids, for our kids, with our kids, and at night we're like, oh my God, I probably shouldn't have said that. I probably... If you don't, you ain't, I mean, we're human. Nobody is perfect. And so at that moment, I offended her deeply and I didn't know that because I thought we all wanted what was best for him. I really did. You know, and so um, they left. No, 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 no. Let me tell you another important thing. I'm leaving something out. Let me tell you another important thing. When they were leaving... He still refused to give me my key. So now I'm in the door. Dad's dad's in the middle of the block and my street in front of my house in the driver's seat. He's getting in the back seat. He has one leg and one leg out. He's still calling me all kinds of in front of his parents, cursing me out. And they keep asking him to get in the car. Mom is now let my wrist go because she was in the doorway, in my doorway with my wrist. I was in my doorway. I stayed in my doorway. Don't ask him for my key. That's all I'm saying is give me my key. Please don't leave with my key. He's in. He's getting in the car and cussing me out. F you, F you, I ain't giving you nothing. Right. The parents is here. A friend that he was working with currently on a project, not like for coins, but they were working on a project. So this friend would come to my house regularly. I know this friend was, even though it was late, this is the universe setting up this uh, epic fail, because this is going to be an epic fail. The universe is going to show that lady that I was right, and she was wrong, and she should have never did that to me, because it wasn't right. Um, But anyway, the universe sent this guy who knows him, and who could judge him on by, um, at 2 a.m., coming through this park that's near my house. So... The guy used to come, because he lives around the corner, and Obui wasn't from my neighborhood, so that was the only, like, person he knew locally. The guy, um, saw, I guess, probably thought something was happening to us. Because he saw him in the middle of the street cussing and upset. He saw me in the doorway. He didn't know what was going on, so he ran over. He was like, what's going on? As he's approaching, he, I don't think Obui my old boy seen him at first because I was standing in the door and the park is like in front of me. Old boy was on the street getting in the car. So the guy kind of had to like turn saw him. So anyway, when he came and approached us and asked what was happening, I guess he could kind of start to piece it together as he was approaching us and he could see what was going on. And he said, man, you got your parents out here at two in the morning. Get that girl her key. I ain't giving her shit. Blah, blah, blah. So now old boy looking at him like, yo, yo, chill out. Like your folks is here. He's literally saying this to him. Like, yo, dude, dude, calm down. Chill out. The girl want her key. You leave it. You got your ride. You got your stuff. Give her her key. This asshole throws the fucking key at me but not directly at me because he's so evil and so mean he didn't want me to be able to find it so there's an empty lot that has grass all in it next to me like a real big one he throws it in there thank god this guy like followed it with his eyes and so it landed and when they pulled off he just went and got it and gave it to me and of course we talked of course you know he wasn't just gonna walk off he was like sis are you okay now he I don't know this guy on a really personal level. So I don't want to make statements about him that I don't know. But what I do know is he lived with his girlfriend near me. And he was very much into knowledge of self before I became into knowledge of self. 
So he was very much into, you know, protecting black women, treating black women decent, so forth and so on. So that was what I got just from the things he posts on his page, the things that he says to me in passing, the things I hear, you know, hear him talk about at my house when he's over, so forth and so on. So he was concerned about me. So he came in and he sat on the couch and he's like, are you okay? What's going on? And I was like, you know, I love old boy, but old boy has a problem with drinking. It makes him 15 different people and he doesn't understand that. And so, you know, he drinks from the very minute he cracks his eyes, whatever's left from last night. And then he sends me to get a new one, a new drink. And so, you know, the guy was like, yeah, I know he drinks a lot because he goes places with him. He was like, I, you know, he was like, I know he be wilding out. He was like, but when you like, I never seen him treat you like that. I'm like, because I know not to push his buttons, but it's only so far. Like, there's a lot of things I let him get away with. But there's some things that it's like, no, I've accepted a lot of disrespect from him just to not rattle the water because nobody want to hear that shit. And then he mad for five days. I ain't like that. We go to bed. I wake up. Good morning. He don't want to talk. But then he'll say you're the one carrying it on. Like, it's the most bizarre shit. Um, so anyway, a boy came, he stayed for just 10, 15 minutes just to make sure everything was good. And we talked and he was like, yo, I'm shocked. Yo, I lost a lot of respect for boy. Like I ain't no boy was into no shit like that. So, you know, now I'm on some shit. Like I can't make him look bad. Like that's still mine. He's still mine. Like that's how I see things. Cause I'm a Capricorn woman. I don't know if it's my, my, I know it's my, in my natal chart, but baby, I will love you till you put a damn bullet in my chest. And I was reading an article about that, like some women are like that. For me, I think it dates back to my childhood, but we'll talk about that in another, another conversation, another episode. Um, but anyway, so got oh boy, you know, he just made sure I was okay, told me I could call him and his lady if I needed anything. I was grateful. Um, he left, I cleaned up my house. We were having arguing matches back and forth. We weren't talking. So I was like, you know what? And my family, we talk to each other like for real. We don't sugarcoat shit. If you got a problem, you got a problem. You need help, you need help. You stank to stank. You know, we're going to help you, but we're going to let you know. It don't work that way where he's from. You know, everybody honors him, respects him. He get to say, cuss, holla, tell off. You know, don't nobody want no problems pretty much. So, like, that's how it goes. Um, And so... Yeah, I it ain't gonna fly with me. You not you could he do, and he does do a lot that people be like, are you crazy? But then some things is like, all right, come on, bro. Like I, I tiptoe around a lot of your anger issues, but this some things is just no. So we didn't talk. We didn't talk. Then we got back together. We started talking. We started hanging out. He moved back in. I apologized to his mom on two occasions. I called her up and apologized and she was just like, you know, okay, you know, I understand. Like kind of just brushed me off. Still never saying I heard her feelings. She didn't like what I said. She felt just the elder. She's the age of my mom. Um, I, she might, I honestly think she's older than my mom. I know she's older than my mom. So I would never be disrespectful to her. So for her to even put that on me, it's like, who, what is wrong with you people? And the thing is, her and I went to lunch before and we've talked about how I manage his anger. So she knows that I struggle with dealing with his anger. So that's why when she came with being mad, I'm like, how? And that's, 
In my opinion, what killed so many of our black men, like you, his mom, I ain't saying you was supposed to dig in his ass before in front of me. And I don't, look, I don't know what she said to him, but from what he said, it's like, oh yeah, you're crazy. She doesn't want me around you because you're fucking crazy. Dude, I've seen your dad had to shut down Thanksgiving temporarily because you was in there acting foolish. Like you do this in front of everybody. Why do you think that everybody think that it's everybody else but you? No, I've had conversations with your friends. I remember one of your friends coming to my house to pick up something and saying, you know, he, he, just please stick with him. You know what I mean? He love you. He just be having a hard time showing it. That came out the clear blue. And then we started talking because I trusted that friend. And I would never tell him about that conversation or that friend because he'd hate him just because he's acknowledging that dude got some issues. But how can you say you love your kid and see them self-destruct and not point that out? You're not loving them. You're part of the problem. You're the reason why they don't think they need help. Therefore, they will never get it. A problem. You're part of the problem. You know, so I don't know. I just think it's not healthy for parents to do that. You know, um, after I apologized to mom and she said she accepted, you know, that was that. But she didn't really accept it, you know, because after that... You know, his sister stopped speaking to me. I wasn't allowed at his mom's house or his grandma's house. But this is the thing. That was three years ago. He has been spending the night and visiting, staying, loving on since then, on and off. Because now I'm at a place where when he starts that, I'm not dealing with that. I will not talk to you for eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12. I'm not dealing with that. I don't deserve it. I don't treat you like that. We don't even live together no more. We're not even together. So it's no reason for you yelling and screaming. But it starts anytime he either makes a mistake, misses something, don't do something, can't get, and then it's just always your fault. Everything is your fault. I have never heard him say, my bad. And if he does apologize, baby, it's quick, and then you can't bring it up again. It's I'm, my bad, or my apology. But it's not like the other night. My apology, and then when I said the next thing, now he just snaps out. Because once he says my apology, there's no more talk. That's not communication. You know, but he thinks he's the king of communication. Just watch. I mean, I watch him on live TV. I'm not going to say live TV, but whatever those things are he's taping. I watch those. I hope you watch the same ones I'm watching. You know, but I, all I ask the universe is to let it come out in the wash. You know, I know I'm not a bad person. My first podcast episode was about how do you reset your first impression? You know, I love this family. I love this man. But I know I wasn't wrong. You're not supposed to allow any fucking body to be putting their hands on you, spitting on you. You know, none of that. And after the first time, it was a go every time he got mad. Some other way, he spit in my face before. Like, call me all kinds of names. As soon as he get mad, girl. The minute, the minute, the minute you start saying something, he don't like, he gonna call your name. And it's all kind of crazy names. And it's like, why do you think it's okay to abuse black women like that? You have a black grandmom and a black mom and a black sister. But you abuse them too, clearly. Because I've heard him digging his sister ass in front of other people just about nothing. Like, just general conversation at a holiday. And then, like I said, dad had to be like, all right, enough. But you grown. It's sad. So, ladies... I'm going to say, you know, 
I'm still struggling with the complete cutoff. I don't know why. I think I have a few ideas, another topic, another episode. But right now, I keep it at very arm's length. And it's funny because he doesn't want me. He wants my resources. And I know that. He don't like me. He like my resources. And you know what's sad? He's so petty. He do the pettyish. I be hearing him say some of the things he could do in his friends. Like, yo, you're a petty. I never met a nigga like you. So, like, he do stuff. Like, he took a picture with some young ladies other day. Only people, um, and he says, the only people that are worth my time are those bossy ladies or, or, or bossy ladies and he's like in a picture with these ladies that's fine and well do to some of them ladies spit, tell them bitches you spit in my face i bet you them ladies you bossing up with don't know that you stood in my house in my bedroom and hawk spit in my face for no reason for some dis- disagreement i ain't never cheat on you i ain't never stole from you i ain't never lied on you like everything be minor disagreements i answer my phone i want where i supposed to be on time every day little shit that happens to everybody but he can't fancy none of it. It has to be name calling. It has to be, it just has to be all ugly. And I just, you know, as much as I want him here, I miss his smell. I miss, you know, laughing and joking with him. I always have things I want to tell him that I really can't. And it hurts because I miss him because I grew close to him. I grew up bond to him because my motherly instinct took over at some point. And then I started protecting him from other people like she does. So I get it. I started dealing with everything so other people wouldn't have to deal with that. We go to the store to return something. He cussing this old lady from head to toe. I jump in because she don't deserve that. She don't know what she's talking about, but she don't deserve that. She old lady. I got to tell him to go to the car. These are the things that happen through the relationship. I'm so many times. Everywhere we go, I have to deal with things because he'll snap the fuck out. Is that you being immature, a bully, or do you really got these severe anger issues on top of all the substances that you put in your body? Look up from, up the, from sun up to sundown. You know, I, I just, and it's every day. So, you know, I, 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 so many times we don't, we don't talk for three months. We come back together somehow. Either, and usually it's like he get mail here or I have something, you know, his clothes. So it's just always some way. Or like this time he texted me, asked me if he had a medical card, if he had medical. I hadn't talked to this man in months. And he texted me and said, do I have medical? It's like. He's used to have, he's a mommy's boy. He's used to having his mommy, you know, just right there. And so because I'm a caregiver, because I'm a social worker, because I'm resourceful, because I'm loyal, because I'm a writer, I fit that description to a T. I sew shit for him, like everything. He come bring his dirty clothes. I wash him up, fold him up, you know, everything. I don't never mess up none of his clothes. So he trusts me. He trusts my instinct. He know I'm smart. You know, he knows my capabilities. So as much as he say he hate me, he don't. You know what he hate? He hate the fact that people have knowledge that that incident happened. That's what he hate because that can't never go nowhere. And I don't know what his parents said, but I kind of feel like they believed it because of his reaction to it. So, you know, he always wants them to think, wants them to think he's pure and he's this and he's that. And so once they found out that he was down here cutting a fool, he got mad at me indefinitely because of that. But he don't want to let me go indefinitely. Like, he just was over here dropping something off. And I had a towel in the bed because I was girling at that time. You know, it's my time of the month. And I don't fuck my sheets up. And you never know what's going to happen. So I always do a towel the first couple of days. So he came here. He was here before I got here because my daughter was here. So she let him in. And I was like, at the store, I came in. And the first thing he said when I walked through the door is, oh, you ain't want to sleep in a wet spot? I'm like, what? And he like... 
you don't want to sleep in the West? And I'm like, what do you mean? He like, I see this how. Not hi, not how you doing. You don't want me. You weren't fucking me when you was with me. You damn sure ain't fucking me. You ain't with me. Why does my child bother you? I pay the bills here. Always have, always will probably. So I'm, you know, it's like shit like that. And so then I had to tell him like my cycle is on. Then he looked like boo-boo the fool. But no apologies will be rendered. It's just moving on. Because he don't really give a fuck. That was just some shit that hold over me if he ever want to argue again. Baby. He was supposed to come by here and he didn't. But see, he got a new crew and they all females. And I knew that female energy was going to shake shit up, baby. I just knew it. So it's best that I just let him do his thing. I will only talk to him when he reach out to me. Because he is all in that day. It's making him feel like king king him. He probably dicking one of them down. And, you know, it's a white one on the crew. So, you know, they spend their money. He getting all kind of free shit because he likes free shit. He's an opportunist. That's who he is. And, you know, part of what he does, you have to be. And the other part of it is just who he is. Any opportunity to get free brown liquor, any opportunity to be on TV, to be in a play, to be on a song, any opportunities for a photo op to say I was there. He's in. He'll never want to pay full price. He always wants to get the line and go straight through and get a hookup. He'll never want to bring nothing that costs a lot. He don't never want to buy nothing that costs a lot. It's always skimping. But what's coming out of his mouth is, I'm in. How much is it? Let me know. No, no problem. So people always, if you're not smart, which most of these niggas ain't, or if you, you miss it. Because he's always there. He bring a case of water. Don't water cost $4. He's going to drink $60 worth of liquor. <laughs> Maybe more. He, he ain't going to eat a lot. He don't eat a lot because he drink a lot. He came to visit me the other night for an hour. He spent 10 of them minutes throwing up in my house. And I had to clean it up. But I'm used to cleaning up his throw up. I just hold his hair back, clean it up. I went and got a hot towel, put it on his face, wipe his face. That's what he loves me for. Because I take very good care of him. That's who I am. He don't love me. He don't want me. He don't want to have sex with me. He don't want to live with me. He don't want to buy nothing for me. He don't want to go nowhere with me. You know, it's sad. Whenever I buy concert tickets, I always bought two. Call them. Are we going to see them? Or you want to go see them? But I always, we've been to a ton of concerts together and I've always paid for this. He goes to every concert that comes to the city now. He claims the tickets be free. But don't never think of me. So Erica Badu came recently and I'm like, yo, Erica's coming. Oh, I'm going to that. We're, no, he said, we're going to that. I said, whoa. Wow. Okay. It hurt my feelings. I'm not going to lie because I'm like, yo, the nerve. And I always think of the incident with the mom. Like, you know, because she said something like, well, he said, <coughs> excuse me. He said that she said that she prays for my daughter. I have a teenage daughter. So, which is so crazy. But, you know, I, I was just like, wow, the selfishness. Like, wow. Like, how do you feel comfortable? But he does. It's like no boundaries. Like, fuck you. I mean it. I'm saying it. I'm here to say it. Fuck you. It's like, fuck you. And he says that all the time. He said it last night to be, be exact. And this morning, asked me for a favor. Like, I've, I've just become so insensitive to all that. When he says it, I'll be like, oh, he tripped. Uh, I'll be like, oh, he go personality number eight. I hate that motherfucker. Send me six so we can talk about this merch because eight gets on my nerves. You know, he has a few personalities I fucking hate and he has a few I love, but I don't get to see the ones I love often. And so now I've just become content with, I'm probably going to have to find a new guy. You know, so I've been doing some dating and we're going to the best because I be on shit. You not, 
I have to tell you about this new guy I met. Another episode. But anyway, ladies, I, I I don't know if this sounds right. I'm new at this. I don't know how to edit stuff. I see buttons saying I can play music and doing all this stuff. I'm going to learn. Right now, I'm in between blessings. I'm working as a per diem person. So I'm doing all my own booking. Yeah. So I don't have time to learn that right now. But hopefully after the holidays, you guys will get a cleanup podcast from me. Because I'll learn like how to do all this cool stuff. But for now, thanks for joining me. This is the Black Unicorn. This winded up being about domestic violence and parenting. Um, it looks like. But yeah, red flags are red flags, bitch. If you feel it in your gut, if you know this nigga is crazy, get the fuck away from his crazy ass. Don't be just making excuses like me and adapting to abuse like me because it's not okay. It's not okay. And although I still deal with him at arm's length, that's not okay. Okay? No, we don't have sex. Um, but I do from time to time do him favors and I shouldn't be, he don't deserve it. He don't deserve shit from me. And it was hard for me. I ain't going to sit here and act like I'm all hard. Like I'm a tough cookie, but with him, I usually could just walk away block and be done. But with him, it was hard for me. And so being at this place I'm at now where I don't see him often and we don't talk often is new and it's comfortable and I'm okay with it. Some days it's not. And I get a little anxious and my belly hurts and I'm like, Oh God, why am I dealing with this? But for the most days, it's comfortable and I'm and I'm grateful because there were days I cried all day I lost a lot of weight I stayed in the bed when we first broke up so being six years in three years after the breakup and he's still a fucking asshole he's still with that hollering cussing screaming yelling blah 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 um he still ain't gonna never take blame for a goddamn thing even if you see him do it you know these are just some of the characteristics he he, he possesses but I gotta believe that the universe does thing, things in divine timing. And so there's a reason for it all. And you, and, and, and you know, I don't want to jump the gun, mama universe, don't kill me. But I can tell you that I was in love like this before. And I was, my heart was shattered before. Like, didn't think I, I was like, my grandmother said to me, you are depressed. That's how bad my heart was broken. And Mama Universe ensured that I was, I had a front seat at that karma shit show. And the karma shit show got so bad for him that I wanted to jump in and say, all right, Mama Karma, enough. But uh, what you give this universe, baby, what you put out in it is what you get back. And so he was just paying him back and I had to just sit back and watch and it was sad it's something he would never recover from and that that always happens mama universe always finds a way of letting me get a front seat um when that enemy footstool thing happens like when my enemies become my footstool for some reason I'm always like front row bizarre um so yeah like my my ex before him wasn't really no heartbreak, but he did me wrong. The shit show, when he was arrested, the, the papers came to my house. I was like, oh, okay, all right, all right. So I always, you know, Mama Karma has a way of keeping me around these niggas or involved or somewhere till the shit show starts. And then I be the one that be like, doses, blocked, ain't got it, can't help you, but I'm going to Jamaica tomorrow, can't help you. You know, I'm one of them kind of people. So I, 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 I'm assuming universe is giving me clearing out the alpha machine so i'm just waiting for it because i know what's going to happen you cannot be like this you cannot you cannot be like this and it's cool it's just not you know it's lessons and blessings so i don't believe people that act like that ever fully get what their heart desires 
and you running around chasing people and shitting on other people for opportunities and talking to people nasty because you don't found their replacement, you're going to pay. So until next time, this is the Black Unicorn. Domestic violence is right. Put your fucking hands down and pick up the books. Ladies, if he hits you, you're out. Peace. <laughs> I was just messing with you. I said she ain't even going to look. How was school? You tired? No. You sick? No. Why Burby get that warm welcome? He got one before um this little one. And you always... Are you sexy? Oh, my volume is down because I, 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 I just came out of the school. I'm sorry.